Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, joined from Goodyear, Arizona by Paul Hoynes. Paul, good to hear from you again. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Um, it's great. The sun's shining out here, and the sun is shining for uh, Raji Davis, who found out this afternoon that he's uh, going to make the Indians' opening day roster, uh, along with uh, Eric Gonzalez because of uh, the, the injury to Giovanni Urshela. Uh, give us the latest uh, on on the Indians roster moves. There are a whole bunch of them today. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, you know a lot of uh, you know a, a flurry of moves. I guess you could say. Um, you know, like you said, Raja Davis. They told Raja Davis he's going to be on the club. Uh, Eric Gonzalez is going to be on the club. It looks like uh, Giovanni Urshela is going to open on a DL. Um, you know, a couple other moves. Uh, you know, they're going to release Mike Napoli. He's in the game today. He's playing against San Diego today. But I guess technically they're going to release him after the game, then re-sign him to a minor league deal and try to, um, you know, then take the next few days to see what he wants to do. Is he going to go – would he go down to AAA or not? Uh, or maybe another team is interested in him. Uh, they they took uh, – they sent uh, – they optioned Greg Allen – uh, to, to a triple A and, uh, Ben Taylor to triple A. They, um, you know, reassigned, uh, Alexei Ogando to the minors. Uh, he's gonna, where they, you know, he, he came really close to making the club as a, as a, um, as a reliever. Uh, but they're gonna stretch him out and make him a starter down in Columbus. Uh, and see, you know, he gives them some depth that way. Um, he's also got an out in his contract, so you know we'll have to see how that works. But he he wanted to start all along, I think. So this is probably a good thing for him. And uh, I'm trying. Uh, they told um, uh, they told uh, Ref Snyder and 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 Tyler Naquin that uh, you know two outfielders um, that they're still waiting. They're they're kind of still on pins and needles. They're still waiting. Uh, to see if they've made the club, they've still, you know, because uh, Francona t- said uh, we still got to find out if Brantley and and uh, and Brandon Geyer are ready, or are we going to go with an eight-man bullpen? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff Bellavau and Evan Marshall were told that they they won't make the team, but they can stay in big league camp, sort of to get uh, to get eyes on them if they get in there uh, as well. And then that brings us to uh, Ryan Merritt. Well, when will we learn the fate of Ryan Merritt? Yeah, it, it sounded like, you know, uh, Francona said that we, they should ha- have some kind of closure on it uh, tomorrow, on Friday. Uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, there's a, you know, all I'm thinking is if he's not traded, you know, you know obviously if he's not traded or not put on waivers, he's, uh, you know, he'll probably uh, be put in the bullpen. And I imagine, you know, Francona uh, talked quite a bit about, uh talk quite a bit about an eight-man bullpen, so maybe that would give, uh, you know, that that's an option, I, I guess. But he also said, you know, it's usually, you know, if um, if you don't have, uh, a, like, a super utility guy and they don't know if Gonzalez is that kind of guy yet, if he can, you know, if he's really competent in the outfield, it's tough to carry eight guys in the bullpen. But, you know, I, I still think, you know, it's it's tough to lose merit, especially when you're you're thin. You know, your starting rotation, your your starting rotation depth is thin. So you know, I, that's that's going to be an interesting uh, interesting uh, 
just situation and see how they handle that. Well, Terry's talked in in the past about uh, you know being fair to a guy like Ryan Merritt, uh, putting him in the bullpen where he probably wouldn't make an appearance in the first you know week or so of of the season. It, it sort of seems almost like a waste. But but like you said, you want to protect that that depth that that he would give you in the starting rotation if you know an unforeseen circumstance like another line drive off of uh, a pitcher's foot. Uh, you know, yeah. limit, limits the ability to to have five guys out there. Uh, it, no question that, you know, if Ryan Merrick goes on waivers, that there's a team out there looking for a, a lefty starter that could, could snatch him up, right? Yeah, I think they, they figure they'd lose him definitely if they if they put him on waivers. I just think they'll find a way to, to uh, you know, get him, keep him, at least for the time being, you know, and open the season – you know, either he's on the disabled list. I don't know if it's a mystery injury or 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 something. I I you know I I have a feeling that they would you know they would find a way to do that. Or or of course you know they make a deal. So you know uh, it's a lot of stuff uh, you know coming down to the end of camp. It's always it's kind of hectic. But it's usually not this hectic. I mean they've got a lot of moving pieces, but most teams do it this time of spring. Well, for for Giovanni Urshela and Eric Gonzalez, that question sort of got answered on on Sunday when uh, Urshela felt that pinch in his hamstring, and that's that's legit. That's no phantom injury. That was he he pulled up going into the into second base on a double and and came out of the game. So uh, we know they're not messing around there. But how disappointing is it? Urshela was having a huge camp, uh, hitting 500, uh, 21 hits. He had three home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, this was sort of him answering that bell in, in the the utility infielder competition. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I talked to him today. He was disappointed. You know, I think those guys, you know, we, you know, we think, you know, from the outside looking in, we think, uh, you know, being out of options is a is a bad thing. But I think these guys, you know, once they're out of options, you know, that if somebody claims them, they go right to the big leagues. So I think they kind of look at that as kind of their – their chance at freedom too, you know, because you know the, the one one organization, you know, knows you. You know, they they pigeonhole you as as a utility guy, and uh, maybe you go somewhere else and you're starting shortstop or the starting third baseman. So I you know I think there's it's always a two edged sword with with being out of options. But you know, Rochelle has to be you know really disappointed. I mean, like you said, Joe. I mean, he had a great camp. He he hit 500. He played all. He showed he could play. All three, you know, infield position or all, you know, all over the infield. He played you know, four. He yeah. played four infield positions during spring training. So, right, and you know, he handled everything. He, you know, he spent the winter, you know, working out with uh, Lindor, and I think he said that really helped his hitting. So, you know, and that's always been his weak point. So, you know, I don't, th- you know, we'll have to see if this is real. You know, if 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 it was a desert mirage, or you know, once he gets healthy and. What what decision do they make? Because they still got you know they still have a decision to make. You know you you got to send them on a rehab, and when you bring them back up, you know that's the only move you can make. You know so unless you send them back back down again, so or you got to expose them to waivers. So it's you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how this road winds. You know how it winds down the path here. Uh, your gut feeling on Brandon Geyer? Uh, I, I believe he he has. No- had a spring training at bat yet this this season in a, in a big league game. Uh, 
you know, is that a, a, even a possibility that they would keep him on the opening day roster with, without even having a, a spring training at bat uh, coming off of the, the wrist injury? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think so, Joe. I think he opens on the DL. I mean, he's making progress, he's swinging the bat, but, you know, I just don't get the uh, the impression that, that he, you know, he is go- going to uh, going to be ready, you know, for uh, – for March 29th in Seattle, I, I think you know Brantley is probably a different uh, different animal right now. I think he's got a really a legitimate chance of being there. You know, he played last night, homered in his first at bat. Um, you know, looked good. You know, looked good in the outfield. So I think that's that's more re- realistic than than guy at this point. Talk about a guy who who knows how to make an entrance and knows how to make a return. That's uh. That's definitely Michael Brantley. Uh, last year, he comes off the disabled list, has a, a clutch base hit to, to help the Indians win a game late in the season. And, uh, you know, this year, he, he, he misses pretty much all of spring training until last night, comes out and launches one off of the uh, the, the patio rooftop in, in right field at Goodyear Ballpark. Uh, but then he also had a, 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 an assist or, a, you know, a, a good throw. Uh, behind a runner to to almost get a guy out uh, at, at third base, so it looks like he can he's he's moving all right there uh, in the outfield to throw the ball. Uh, how how satisfying was it uh, for him? You know, talking after the game uh, about his progress and, and where he is. I think he's really happy, Joe. You know, the fact that uh, you know, this, like you say, dramatic uh, entrances. That's He's kind of perfected those, unfortunately, you know, because of uh, so he's been hurt so much. Uh, but I think this spring, you know, he's been able to uh, throw and, and hit all spring because this injury was his ankle, not his shoulder, which had, had bothered him so much the last two years. So, he, you know, you could tell he's been – his timing was there. His arm was strong. I think that's really got him excited. And as long as the ankle comes along, I think uh, – you know he's he's going to be able to uh, you know really progress pretty fast here. Even if if he doesn't make it by opening day, I don't. You know I I would imagine he'll be ready for the home opener. You know when when they come home, uh, uh, you know open the season at, at Progressive Field. So Terry Francona talked about uh, the reasons why Roger Davis made the club, and the number one reason he said was Roger's speed and what he adds in that regard to the to the club. And at 37 years old, he's still got the same speed that he had uh, when he led the American League uh, in stolen bases two years ago with the Indians. And that hasn't diminished. Uh, you know, it, he he sort of gives hope to all of us. Uh, you know, in the in the 40 year old range, uh, that that you can still go out there and, and do it. What's uh, what's Rajay's secret? What's uh, you know, how does he make the Indians better just being on the club? Well, I think you know. Obviously, you know he's got a good, uh, a good, you know, history with this team. You know, they went to Game Seven of the World Series with him. Uh, you know, platooning in center field. I uh, hit the big home run in, in Game Seven. Uh, and I think you know he he gives you some options. You know, if Brantley isn't ready, uh, he can play left field. He, if uh, you know Zimmer, you know, is is struggling against uh, lefties, um, you know, uh, he can platoon in, in center. He also can. Uh, you know, he can play a little bit of right field. I don't think that's his best spot. I think left and, and center are his best spots. And like you said, he, he's got speed, Joe. He's, you can put him in as a pinch runner. 
you know, he's one of those guys where you put him in, everybody in the ballpark knows he's going to run, and he still runs, and he can still usually steal a base. So, you know, those guys, there's not many of those guys around in baseball anymore, and especially when they're 37 years old. So I think he brings all of that, and I think he, he you know, he meshes well with this club. I, and, uh, I, you know, I think that helps as well. Uh, Matt Belisle and Carlos Torres, uh, they both had pretty decent springs, I guess. Uh, Belisle got knocked around a little bit last night against uh, Kansas City. Uh, what do you think will be the, the determining factor in which one of those guys wins a, a spot in the bullpen? Yeah, you know, I, you know, Francona was talking about ability, you know, and, and the ability to pitch every day. And uh, Torres has that, um, you know, Delisle is, you know, older, 37. But, he, you know, he did a nice job for the Twins last year. He's got a better better track record than, than Torres. I, I, you know, I don't know. I think that's too close to call. But, you know, the fact that they haven't uh, really found a guy to replace Shaw, and I'm not saying Torres is, is going to replace Shaw, but somebody's going to have to pitch. They're, they're going to have to be, have somebody available, that, you know, I, I, you know, on almost a daily basis, and maybe Tories, maybe that gives him an edge. Uh, so the decision, if they do go with a seven-man bullpen, if they carry the extra outfielder uh, between Nathan and, and Ref Snyder, I, we, uh, Indians fans might not know a, a whole lot about uh, Rob Ref Snyder. They, they certainly know a little bit more about Tyler Naquin, and they've seen Tyler Naquin, uh, you know, put up a, a pretty decent spring. He's not, he's hitting three eleven couple of home runs, nine RBIs, seems to be putting the ball in play a little bit more, and, and he's got eight strikeouts in in 45 at-bats. Ref Snyder has 15 strikeouts in 40 at-bats. Uh, which way, if they do go with uh, a seven-man bullpen and, and the extra outfielder, which way do you think they would lean there? You know, I think they might go with the right-handed hitter there with, with, with Ref Snyder. Uh, you know, he's... Uh... You know, he hits lefties pretty well. Uh, you know, they've got – their outfield is loaded with left-handed hitters right now. So, you know, I I, I think – I love Naquin. I, I really like him. I, I, I And I, I don't think he's – you know, I think – I hope he gets another shot. Uh, you know, that's – to me, that's too close to call right now. I, I'd love to see Naquin make it. I, I just wish he hit right-handed. Uh, do either of those guys have options are you aware of, or what's the uh... – um, no, is out of options, and Naquin has options. Has one option left. Right. So that that, that could also yeah, that changes that we... the complexion there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and any other reports on on health issues or or, or dinged up or anybody like that who's who's walking around? I know uh, Zimmer had to sit out a game with with one some some sort of nagging injury, but he's back in the lineup today. Yeah, Zimmer's healthy. He had the kind of mild groin chain, groin, groin strain. He's he's fine. You know, Salazar's thrown his first uh, thrown off the mound today for the first time this spring. Uh, Carrasco got hit, you know, in in the foot with a line drive last night. Had to leave the game. He's he's okay. He's been you know I saw him walking around the locker room, no limp, and uh, and uh, Francona said he's fine. He said he mu- it might affect his running for the next couple of days. But he shouldn't miss a start. No broken bones. So uh, knock on wood. That's that's good news. 
So with all this activity today, we, we do sort of have a, a clearer picture of what that 25-man opening day roster is is going to look like. We, you know, the the five starters are are intact. That that's been pretty much a given since opening camp. Uh, the the decision on the the bullpen seven or eight that's still left out there with with merit being a possibility. Uh, the infield is is pretty much set. The the outfield if, if you've got Brantley making the club and, and Geyer going on the DL, then you you know who you've got there. Uh, is it, it's it's getting close to go time now, right, Paul? Oh yeah, I think you know maybe the what one maybe a bullpen spot and and uh, the outfield spot, right? I think. Yep. Yep. You know, so you're down to those two spots, and and probably if you think about it, those are the those are the those are the two spots you open spring training with too. You know, you really you you just uh, you know you know you you didn't you know so I mean I don't think. It seems like a lot has changed since the start of camp, but really those two spots are still up up for grabs right now, and we should have an answer by this weekend. And that uh, you know, then you go on from there. From from what we've seen in spring training so far, and and we always you always do a post uh, prior to the start of the season who's who's a call away at, at AAA and, and all that, but who's uh who's the next guy up that's going to make an impact who's not going to open the season on the 25-man roster? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I like Greg Allen. I think if they have a problem, you know, in the outfield, I think this guy could come up and help them. The only reason they, they – well, he, he had a good spring this year, this spring. Uh, the, the reason they sent him down, they want him to play every day. He was only – he was kind of only getting one or two at-bats you know, a game lately uh, after playing a lot early in camp. So I think I think that guy, you know, he can run. He's a switch hitter. He can play all three outfield positions. He's the kind of guy that I think the Indians and Ancona like. So I, I I would I would look to him. You know, I would look to to uh, Greg Allen. And you know, if if uh, he's he's uh, you know he's an interesting guy to me. Uh, let's uh, before we get going. Last thing we'll, we'll do. Let's try to take a crack at the possibility of, uh, of what what an opening day batting order might look like. Uh, just just for fun, uh, the the order that uh, they put out there last night against Kansas City was Lindor, Kipnis, Ramirez, Encarnacion, Brantley, Alonzo, Chisenhall. That's a lot of lefties in a row. Uh, Gomes and Naquin in center field. Uh, assuming that Zimmer is your starting center fielder, he would replace Naquin in that that nine spot. But does does that look like what uh, what you would envision Terry Francona running out there the uh, the first game, the first night with Corey Kluber on the mound against Seattle? You know, I that's 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 close. You know, I don't know if. Uh... Is it do you go with Perez or Gomes? I mean, they both hit right-handed, right? So I don't think that that makes a big difference. But maybe you would, you know, if if uh, you could you could break up, you know, I don't know. Those, I mean, those three wanna... those those three uh, three straight lefties, five, six, and seven. That that sort of worries me. And maybe yeah. maybe you move Gomes up. Uh, yeah, to, that's, to six that's or seven, what I was maybe. thinking. Yeah, you're not. He's he's not going to do that in, in the regular season. Hates it. He hates hitting you know lefties back to back. So I don't think Francona would hit three lefties in a row. 
I, I really don't because, you know, it just, you know, it, it makes you vulnerable to a, to a bullpen move late in the game. And and, and if Roger Davis starts a, a game there, you know, you could have him uh, batting for, for Brantley there and maybe move that spot down uh, one below Alonzo. Uh, an interesting thing, do you keep Ramirez as your number three hitter, uh, you know, pretty regular, or if Brantley's fully healthy, is, is Brantley your three hitter? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I, I thought for sure Brantley would, would come back and hit three. You know, I think uh, right now, I th- you know, Ramirez hasn't had a great spring, but, he you know, he had three three hits last night. I think I think Tito stays with, with Ramirez in the number three spot. I think he, you know, he's talked to Brantley about it. Uh, Brantley said, all I want to do is get back in the lineup. So I think, you know, you let Brantley hit fifth, and then you you see where that takes you. Who's, you know, I don't think you lose anything by flip-flopping those guys. You know, I mean, if, if Brantley gets hot, you, you move him up to three, you move uh, Ramirez down to five, you know, where he hit a lot last year and, and protected Encarnacion. You know, I think that's a can't-lose situation to me. Right. And and then you bring in Alonzo, who's hit six home runs in the spring, and, you know, it looks like he's uh, continuing to do what he did throughout last year. I, I think you're in a a pretty good spot if if everything, you know, goes according to plan right there. Yeah, you know, as long as Alonzo's power translates from from uh, spring training to the regular season, you know, that I mean, you've got that solid uh, replacement for uh, Carlos Santana. You know, he's not a switch hitter. He's a left-handed hitter. But, you know, this guy, you know, he hit 28 home runs last year. Maybe, you know, his career is about to turn the corner. I, I don't know, but. You know he certainly has, has swung a bat well in in uh, in, in Arizona, and uh, you know that's got to give you confidence if you're the Indians. All right, uh, Trevor Bauer on the mound today uh, against San Diego, and we are getting closer. We get through this weekend, and you got two dates in uh, in Phoenix with Arizona, and then on to Seattle. Uh, we're we're almost there, Paul. <laughs> it's almost here, Joe. Finally. All right. We will uh, talk to you again tomorrow. Look for uh, a Facebook Live uh, uh, chat with Paul from Goodyear on Friday. And uh, I'm, I'm and again this weekend. Uh, Paul, good to hear from you. And uh, stay warm out there. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.